welcome to today's edition of the Blazing Grace Show with your trio of hosts, Jason Grace, Rob McIntyre, and Mike Janun. Blazing Grace covers blazing issues with grace-filled answers. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Here are your hosts, Jason, Rob, and Mike. Someone I love is gay and I don't know what to say. Is that where you're at today? Well, we've got some answers for you today. We're Back in the studio with Rob Taylor of Metanoia Ministries in Boca Raton, Florida. So welcome back to the show, Rob. Hey, thanks to be back, guys. Absolutely. We're going to talk about your curriculum beginnings. Last week we talked about uh, your curriculum for uh, people dealing with uh, sexual and relational brokenness. But now we want to talk about uh, a Christ-centered program for those whose lives are affected by homosexuality of a loved one. Uh, but let me just introduce you to Rob, who is uh, near and dear to my heart as a personal friend and somebody who's been uh, an amazing impactor of my sexual healing and whatnot. But um, Rob Taylor is the executive director of Metanoia Ministries, and um, and you're on the board, of course, Rob, of the National Abstinence Clearinghouse, promoting mm-hmm. abstinence until marriage to over mm-hmm. a million kids a year. Um, you've spoken at uh, the May Day for Marriage rally in Seattle before uh, 2,500 people. James Dobson was there, uh, Rabbi uh, Lappin, and others. And you've been featured in MTV News, the Seattle Times, and London Times, and the Trinity Broadcasting Network. So we're honored to be able to have somebody with those type of uh, experiences here on uh, the humble old little old uh, Blazing Grace show. So hey 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 Rob though yes. though before we get into the meat of who you are how's your tan I mean you're out in Florida and, I know oh my tan rocks I'll tell you that right <laughs> well, now I just I'm glad somebody's down there suffering for Jesus you know? I am hallelujah <laughs> so let me just kind of I want to kind of recap your testimony a little bit and see if you can fill in some blanks of anything we might have missed but you know Metanoia Ministry can be reached online in fact their website is metanoiaonline.org that's M E T a-N-O-I-A, online.org, or you can reach them um, on the telephone by, at uh, 561-394-3131. But Rob, you came to Christ at uh, age five. Uh, part of your background is that you were molested by your, your uncle every year, and then at one point your dad mm-hmm. left. You went through bullying as a kid, uh, started experiencing attractions to other boys in adolescence. You didn't feel like there was anywhere to turn. Started medicating with masturbation um, around that time and then got involved in uh, your first sexual acting out with with, uh, other men in college and uh, then went into that lifestyle for about 10 years until God started pulling you out. And uh, so just kind of give us a little bit bit of a recap of anything that we missed that you think is important to uh, point out to folks from your background. Well, I think you really summarized it very well. Okay, well, that's a wrap. Maybe in addition to that, I would add is in the course of my process, the Lord introduced to me a wonderful woman. Her name is Jackie, and we were married July 1st, 1995, and in the year 2000, when everybody was freaking out about the Y2K bug, you remember that? Yeah, I remember. All the computers were going to crash and everything. Well, we were blessed with our first child, and that was Abigail Rose. Taylor was born to us on March 20th. Then uh, we were blessed again in 2002 with a little boy named Nathaniel John Russell Taylor, who was born to us. And so just uh, been tremendous in the course of that time. Um, I was asked to become the executive director of Metanoia Ministries, Mm. so I 
was not only the participant, but then later God opened the door for me to become a part of the ministry wow. in a full-time way and yeah. have been with the ministry now a total as participant and director about 15, 16 years now. That's great. Hey, Rob, can I just yeah. rewind a little bit? I wanted to uh, have our listeners here before we get into what you do through your 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 writings and in your ministry. How did you personally deal with the trauma uh, after, uh, while you're in recovery, we talked a little bit in the last show about how you dealt with trauma in your addiction, but how did you deal with all that trauma at, um, during your recovery? I had a lot of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Another and addiction. I, One addiction. Uh, had, for it took, I mean, there was, as I said, there really wasn't anywhere to go with the trauma. And so I just kind of put a, put it in a, in a place of my life to say be dealt with later and that was 10 years later after those traumas um, had occurred with the sexual fall and then of course with the sexual abuse that was more like 20 some years later before I could actually unpack those those suitcases if you will mm -hmm. and begin to see what was inside of that right and and look at it but that came about for me through counseling mm -hmm through support groups. Bless and, those counselors, uh, huh? Bless I, I those therapists. I kind of like to say, like, the show Will and Grace. It took a lo my will, and it took a lot of God's grace. Amen. <laughs> I love it. I love to, it. To go through the process yeah. and just begin to to heal, to restore. That's right. And That's right. thank God for good Christian counselors. Thank God for Christian support groups. Uh, and thank God for the real body. Real, I had several men in my life who mm -hmm. were just there for me didn't struggle with homosexuality but just i could talk to right. about dating again and talk right. to about first kiss and talk yeah. to about that's so important all these things that uh, uh were foreign and yet new and wonderful for me and they were there just patient and understanding and uh so on board and are still in this to this day in my life. And mm, so yeah. I, I'm just so grateful for for that. And I think those were all pivotal experiences. And the culmination of them uh, helped me to deal with the traumas. So basically, God's grace, uh, plenty of relationships, because mm, we're, we're, we're wounded in relationships. We need healing in relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the ice cream didn't hurt. Right. You know, okay. it really kind of helped every now and okay. then when you Good. couldn't call somebody. Good. This uh, program <laughs> sponsored by Dryer's Ice Cream. a lot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and let's underscore those therapists. I mean, let's underscore them, right, Jason? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, listen, hey, we make no bones about it. I mean, we are therapists. We This is what we do. You know, right. we help people with their issues. And if you need to talk to a therapist, of course, you know, we're, we're there. You can listen to the end of the show for information on how to do that. But if you're just joining us, we're visiting with Rob Taylor of Metnoi Ministries, and we're talking about his experience of coming out of sexual brokenness, mm -hmm. especially the same gender attracted flavor of sexual brokenness. And I had a kind of a question, Rob, in your story, um, one thing that you related to is just going through puberty. And I'm just wondering, did you feel like going through puberty, you were kind of like a late bloomer? I know that's a, a common part of many guys' stories. I did. I, I think I didn't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what was going on. And I noticed that there were other boys in the shower who were way more at times developed than I was. And right. so that added to insecurity and inferiority that I frankly didn't need any more because I had enough on my own right. to then, you know, be in those environments and to realize that perhaps something was wrong with me because I wasn't there yet. And I, 
and the the women that I've talked to, you know, they'll they also notice the you know women who have developed sooner or have had their menstrual cycle sooner, and I just had noticed the boys who had matured sooner than myself, right. and so that was a part of you know the late blooming experience, if you will, was definitely a, a piece in right. in my process. Oh, and I can totally relate. I mean, I I think this is such a huge factor in the genesis of same gender attractions and that form of the sexual addiction because when you are focused so much and thinking about and feeling insecure around your development in contrast to the other people and how they're so far apart those images especially if you had to shower every day which was traumatic Mm -hmm. in itself Mm -hmm. when you're you know 11 12 13 years old and just developing you know those images stay in your mind and then if you begin masturbating around those images it's like ring the bell feed the dog there's a conditioning that takes place in the physical structure of your brain at the neurological level to where those things are what your brain is attaching to. So it's no wonder that we can be attracted to other guys. I mean, after all, men are really only one chromosome away from women. So it's not really too much of a stretch. I mean, I I always say I've heard clients being attracted to everything from cowboy boots to uh, bugs to to a paper picture, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So if they can be attracted to those things, then surely uh, it's not too much of a stretch to think that they can be attracted to other men. Sure. And another thing you talked about, and this is very germane to our listenership, is that you know you went to a Christian school, and if, if it's okay for me to say the name of that school, um, it's it's one that I think a lot of people will kind of see as uh, a very uh, uh, you know it's main and plain Christian school or Roberts University. Mm-hmm. I mean, then you're in the buckle of the Bible Belt, and mm-hmm. you know you're talking about a place where maybe talking about these same gender attractions wasn't so easy for you. So talk about that experience and what that pressure cooker was like for you. Sure. Well, as I was at, at ORU, at Oral Roberts University, and I had struggled with this, I did have a couple of professors that I could talk to and just be a prayer support for me. But mm-hmm. there really wasn't a resource or anything there to, uh, uh, and even in the churches in the area and such, to go with this. And I'll say in part, too, I I don't know that I was ready to fully delve into it and and deal with it on top of school because I was still under a lot of shame and guilt and denial, perhaps, around my struggle. But I I will say that since then, I've actually met with Richard Roberts on several occasions. We've talked face-to-face and dialogued, and they have been open to actually hearing all the beginnings programs. Everything there now for students is available. The stuff that I've written, other books, everything now is available for students um, at ORU, and we actually serve as a referral for the university Mm -hmm. and working with the staff. I've done several trainings with staff there and with the uh, counselors on staff, the RNs, the or excuse me, the resident advisors, just different different student advisors, student leaders, everything. I've I've done uh, several different seminars and, and conferences for ORU. So uh, I I approached them about it and said, this is my experience when I was there. They said we want it from an alumni. We want someone who's been there. And so the door was open for me to come and present before before the student leadership of at that time there was about. Three, four hundred student leaders. Wow! And, uh, what to say, what not to say, mm. how to do it, how not to do it, and they they have the writings that I have are in the libraries and available in other books for students to check out and get information yeah. and get resources. Well, how so. redemptive! Praise God! What a great opportunity! And right. Isn't it awesome to 
let God open the doors and let you have a peek in through the windows of what you're recovering to and to, to be able to have opportunities to give back like that, right. you know, from once you've come. And, you know, if you're just tuning in, we Rob Taylor has written two booklets on, uh, you know, curriculum on dealing with these issues. One is for those who are dealing with sexual and relational brokenness. It's called Beginnings Healing the Wounded Soul. And then we've got one we're talking about now is uh, Beginnings Hope and Healing for Family and Friends of a, of, a, of a Gay Loved One. And so we want to offer these. If you would like a copy of this, uh, go ahead and give us a call or write us. You can reach uh, us at The Blazing Grace Show on email, mike at blazinggrace.org. Or just give us a call, 719-590-7685, and we'll get you out a free copy of either one. Or you can go and get them online at Rob's website. That's metanoiaonline.org, M-E-T-A-N-O-I-A, online.org. Or by calling them at 561-394-3131. And uh, Rob, I think you had something for us. Oh, absolutely! Hey, Rob, um, yeah. you know you're you're talking about your childhood and and what had happened to you um, going into puberty and stuff. How are you going to talk to Nate about those things? I'm I'm just kind of curious from your perspective. Well, I, I'm reading as much as I can, <laughs> and I think to be knowledgeable. And I I am just reading books on how to deal with sexuality and developmental child psychology in terms of developmental psychology. What should Nate understand right now? What should Nathaniel be understanding right now about his body? And so he knows he has a penis. He knows he's a boy. Mm -hmm. And those are important things. He knows he's the apple of my eye. And that's important at age four that he understands that and knows that. Yeah. You know, so I am just kind of walking and being very intentional in his journey and in my daughter's journey as they are forming their identity and then, of course, their their personhood and who they are and their integrity and their character and being very involved in that process with them as, as much as I can Amen. and am able. I am being very intentional and you. proactive, and so is my wife, Good. Jackie, also with us. Is it something very important you that go, we Dad. do together? Well, yeah. hey, and I just want to debunk the myth. Listen, of all you um, parents and, and, and moms and dads out there, if we can say penis on the radio, then surely you can say it in your home. Amen? That's right. So how about this? Let's just help everybody. On the count of three, we're going to all say penis together. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Penis. 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 Okay. And then what's the word for uh, little girls' parts? Vagina. Vagina. Okay. So nobody died. Check your pulse. Yeah. Okay, so nobody died. And you can do the same thing with masturbation. And actually, I just want you to know, Rob, I've got three boys who are teenagers, two, one's in the Navy right now in the Persian Gulf. Pray for him. He's on the Enterprise. And then I've got a college boy, and I've talked to all my sons about this stuff. They know all everything that I know as mm-hmm. far as my recovery. And it's just been a joy to be part of their lives in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. I say that kind of, you know, but I, I plan on being fully disclosing and, and being as open as I can because I can't see losing. You know what I mean? I just don't see how it would yeah, be a loss, right. to be honest. And I would rather they hear it from me than hear it from someone else. And I would rather be the one to speak the truth and to speak the realities of life to my children right. and to have it come from a friend or some other vehicle. Right. Well, if you want more information about this, we did a show in yeah, our archives. Richard Dobbins. Do, yeah, Dr. Richard Dobbins, the Dr. Dobson of the Assemblies of God. That's right. And you can look at the archives and, and get more information on that. But, Rob, in terms of your material, you know, at the beginning, suppose I wanted to start 
a beginnings group for families impacted by homosexuality. How would I go about that? Because it's hard enough to talk about sexuality and families as it is and in the church. What about those who have been touched by sexual brokenness? How can we go about getting those things started in our home church? One of the, the best things is that we come alongside the local church, and it's basically as simple as contacting us and ordering the kits. We have kits for different sizes of groups, and so there's a support mm. group kit. It includes a leader's guide, a DVD or a CD of myself teaching all the material, and then there's 10 participant books, and a person is able to purchase the kit, and with the permission of their pastor or other affirming authority in their organization or ministry, they can begin to implement the programs within their church, practice, or ministry. And then one of the things that we do is provide the service of listing that group where it's located on our website. We give a little bit of real estate on our website saying where you're located, who's facilitating the group, what church it's with, and then we're able That's to good. let uh, we're able to refer people to your beginnings group and where it's located. So it's as simple as just contacting us, getting procuring the information and the the I guess you could say permission from those in authority with you and then just being able to start it. We've got all the promotional materials. We have a facilitator's login. You log into our site. You get posters. You get rack cards. You get everything that you need to promote your group and your community and to begin to reach out. Okay. Uh, and so it's an exciting, exciting piece. Okay, beautiful. Well, how many a person just purchase one of the beginning uh, beginnings kits? Can I get that just from you um, if through Metanoia? Yes, it's available through Metanoia Ministries, and again, you can go on our website at metanoiaonline.org or give us a call, 561-394-3131, and we're able to to do that. And the website just gives the different sizes. We have a mega church kit. It has like a couple hundred books and leader's guides and stuff, okay. all the way to just the beginning kit that you need to start with. And then we have an individual kit. If someone just says, look, I just want to look at the DVD, I just want to look at the book for myself, mm-hmm. maybe do it as an individual study, or if a counselor wants to do it with a counselee, we have it available that way as well. Okay, beautiful. Now, one of the things I get a lot is I get parents and family calling me as a counselor to say, hey, what can I do? Um, what can I do myself? Um, you know, I, my, my kid's dealing with this, and they don't know what to do. They they somewhere want them to get help, but you know that person may not be interested in getting help at all for this stuff. Right. Right. But you know, it's my opinion that you can always do something to affect the family system by just working on your own issues. And so, what can you say about that? Because I know that there are people people out there that uh, you know on one end of the spectrum they want to think that this problem is all about them when it's not. But then there's uh, people on the other end of the spectrum, Rob, who say. This problem is nothing to do with them being a parent or mm. a family member when it is maybe right. something that they've had some an impact on. So can you speak to that a little bit? Sure. I think it's important, as I've, as I've shared, I have a brother who's still involved in homosexuality. And so I, I am in that place. I'll say that to the listeners right now. I'm in that place of knowing what it's like to have a loved one. And in my scenario, my case is that my brother does not uh, feel the need to change and to leave homosexuality. And so what I deal with is knowing that he is first and foremost God's Mm -hmm. child and that I have turned him over and over and over again to the Mm -hmm. Lord 
and place them in his hands. Right. And that that is all I can do, and I can pray for him. Right. And see, and over years I have seen, as I like to to see it as almost like a combination of his heart, like 27 to the right, 36 to the left, 15 <laughs> to the right. Over the years, I have been able to see God do a click or two at a time uh-huh. on his heart, and eventually to just see, and I believe the the whole safe of his heart will open up and he will accept Christ afresh. In Excellent life. metaphor. And Amen. so that's what I hold on to. Uh-huh. That's what I believe I can do in this time frame of when my loved one is not wanting to get help. What do I do? I can pray and I can continue to turn him over to the Lord because first and foremost, I want to see my brother in heaven. Right. I'm not worried about it, you know, the homosexual piece as much as I am worried about does he know Jesus yeah. in his life and is he repenting of all his sin, including the sinful behaviors in his life, and those including homosexuality. Right. But is he, does he know Jesus Yes. as first and foremost? And that's what I pray. That's what I want. And that's where my focus goes. And how about the parent who's struggling with guilt or shame around their, their, uh, their kids' choices? That's a very real, real piece. There are parents who do feel the guilt and the shame. They look back over their life and they regret. And I think in times they will almost, to the minuscule detail, rake themselves over the coals Mm -hmm. um, and relive. And and almost like a reel-to-reel, they'll just replay this tape over and over and over again of every incident, of everything, and what it could be. And one of the first things we address is say, you've got to forgive yourself. Yeah. You've got to forgive yourself. Right. You have to, you have to realize that you, you are an imperfect being on an imperfect planet living in an imperfect world. Right. And you love your kid, and there's nothing you would have done. My parents, when they learned of my sexual abuse, were just traumatized because right. they had no idea. I was mad at them for a while because I thought, why didn't they do anything? They had no idea. Right. I know for a fact if they would have known anything about it, they would have stepped in and stopped it immediately. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know anything right. about it. And so there's only so much you can do as a parent. There's only so far you can go. Yeah. And so I think the forgiving of yourself is pivotal Amen. to being able to move forward and in embracing God in, in this. And the other part I think is important is that you have to uh, bring people into your into your pain okay. of this. You have to bring people. Um, they did studies on people who have cancer, and they yeah. found that those who bring people, they say, into cancer, uh-huh. into their life, have a higher percentage rate of recovery than yeah. those who don't and try to go it alone or by themselves. So just being open and authentic about your story and, and saying, where yeah, you've I'm, been. I yeah. have cancer right now. My Amen. hair is falling out, what have you. Okay. I need people to you know, pray with me, to mm-hmm. be with me, right. to let me, let, me, let me cry if I need to, whatever. Right. The same thing. If it's good for the body, it's good for the soul. Well, we Your need soul to. Needs people to come we need to wrap up and allow people to talk this way and honestly with you. All right. Well, we need to wrap up. But Rob, listen. Thank you, brother, for being on the show with us once again. Oh, guys, it's been a pleasure. Thank Amen. you So much. Amen. And if you want a copy of Beginnings, Rob Taylor's curriculum, please write us or call us, and we've got a couple that we can send you. If you're a person dealing with sexual brokenness, or if you're a loved one of someone who is. 
Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Blazing Grace Show. We trust today's broadcast helps bring you closer to God and to what God desires for your life. Blazing Grace is a listener-supported mission intended to help listeners around the world. Your support is vital in keeping that mission alive. We ask you to prayerfully consider sending a tax-deductible gift to Blazing Grace. It would be gratefully appreciated. You can send your monetary gift to Blazing Grace, P.O. Box 62521, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80962-2521. That's Blazing Grace, P.O. Box 62521, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80962-2521. Want to learn more about Blazing Grace? Find us on the internet at www blazinggrace.org that's triple w b l a z i n g g r a c e dot o r g forward slash radio dot h t m on that page you'll find a downloadable copy of this show or you can visit oneplace.com under ministries look for blazing grace radio if you want help resolving a sexual addiction you can reach rob mcintyre and jason graves toll free by dialing 877-590-SOUL that's 877 877- 7-7-5-9-0-76-85. Desire for a specific subject to be covered on Blazing Grace? Tell Mike Janung what you want covered. You can email Mike at Mike, the symbol at blazinggrace.org. We look forward to sharing more blazing issues and grace-filled answers next time. Thanks once again for listening, and may God shine his grace upon you. It's time to be free to live for God. Free to run! <laughs>